Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. And we are learning how to overcome things that the enemy has tried to do in our life that we've been learning that we have authority and we have power. We, we don't have to be helpless victims. We can do something about it. We can, we can resist the enemy and we can overcome by the greater one who's inside us. Get your Bible, get something to uh, take a note with, make a note with. Come on into the class and let's release faith in prayer to get exactly what we should get today. Father, we're asking you, all of us together, for the anointing that teaches, that reveals, that quickens, that heals. We're asking you, for the light of your word and the life of your word and spirit to, to quicken us and manifest in our lives exactly what you will. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you turn with me again in our great textbook, the Bible, to Matthew 8. We've been studying in a series we're calling Faith for Healing. And uh, we found that faith comes by hearing, and so faith for healing comes by hearing about healing. And there are some 20 individual cases of healing that happened in the ministry of Jesus that are recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Many, many more people than that were healed, but only about 20 where we're given some detail about the case, who they were, what happened. We've already looked at number one, healing of the leper, and we saw that the, one of the biggest things that w was answered there was the leper said, Lord, I know you can heal me if you will. Jesus immediately said, I will. Be clean. And he was. And if we accept the word of God, then we should let that answer the question for us as well. Is it his will? He said, I will. He doesn't change. He's no respecter of persons. And so we moved on now to the second uh, account. And that's the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. So let's look at that Matthew 8, Mark 1, and Luke 4. Matthew 8, 14, it said, When Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with demons, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Why don't you say that out loud? Jesus, Jesus took, my took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Bore my sicknesses. He, carried my pains, he carried my pains, and by His stripes, by his stripes I, am healed. I am healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's just as true is that he took your, bore your transgressions and sins and you are forgiven. 
You don't have to look forgiven to be forgiven. You don't have to feel forgiven to be forgiven. Just believe it and receive it. And if you believe it enough, your feelings will change. And the same thing is true with healing. Believe you receive it. Call it that way no matter how you look and feel. And your feelings will have to change. Say it another time. Uh, by his stripes, by his stripes I, am I am healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's got nothing to do with how you feel or how you look. Amen. This is what Jesus did. Yes. Right? Amen. And you're, you're saying, I believe that. I accept that. Then uh, in Mark, the first chapter, let's look at Mark's account of this healing. Mark 1 and 29. Forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. And at even when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with demons, and all the city was gathered together at the door. You know, uh, something as good as total healing and deliverance, word gets out, right? <laughs> and gets and that's what happened. I mean, it's, whew, it, it got out and, and masses of folks showed up at the door going, we want to be healed too. And he didn't turn them away. He didn't tell any of the thousands that it wasn't God's will for them or that it wasn't time for them. No, instead he healed. Many that were sick of divers diseases and cast out many demons and suffered not the demons to speak because they knew him. Thank God. Luke, the fourth chapter, Luke 4. We saw that even though the healing account of Peter's mother-in-law begins in about verse 38, actually this topic, that you, this emphasis that you see about him rebuking the fever, you see that much earlier. You see that back in verse 31 and uh, 32 the people were astonished at his teaching because his word was with power. His word was with authority. In the King James, sometimes the words, English word is power, but it's the Greek word authority. You have to look at the context again. But, uh, but in uh, verse 36, both words are used when he uh, commanded that spirit to shut up and leave, and it did. They were all amazed, and they spoke among themselves and said, What a word is this, for with authority and power. Now, that's both. Authority is right. You have the right to do something. Uh, we use the word of power, like Smith said, well, there's power in the president's office, or there's power in the uh, the the patrolman, highway patrolman has power. The sheriff has power. Well, there's, they have a right to exercise authority, but then there's something that backs up the authority. That's the force. You know, uh, the authority of the president's office uh, internationally, if there's a conflict, is backed up by all the branches <laughs> of the military. Is that right? Now you're talking planes and tanks and ships and subs and that's dunamis, the Greek word for power. 
But uh, not, not just anybody has the exousia, that's the word for authority in the Greek, to uh, put in motion the power. Not just anybody can send the military, right? That's only a few that have that authority. And so that's, there's a difference between authority and power in that sense. And so uh, Jesus obviously uh, walked in this, operated in this. His word was with authority and backed up with power. And that's how he did the works that he did, the teaching. See, uh, we're talking about healings and deliverance, but his teaching was powerful. His words, his teaching and his preaching was not just scratch your head and go, that's interesting. No, it had impact. When he, would, when he was teaching them and preaching to them, it was going right into their spirit. And they're going, whoa, 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 this, ah, yeah, the truth's making you free, right? Life and power. And so whether it was teaching and preaching, whether it was speaking to a wrong spirit, shutting that down, whether it was speaking to a fever to get out and leave, it's all the same thing. Faith-filled words with authority and power. And as we've been talking and looking, uh, this is not something that Jesus only was to do. He's showing us how to do it. The 12 did it. We, we talked about that. Then the 70 did it as well. Let's go back to Luke. Well, we're here in Luke. But go over to Luke 10 and let's finish reading that about what happened with them. Uh, Luke 9 Stop by there on your way. Luke 9, 1, he called his 12 disciples together, gave them power and authority, both words, over all demons. How many? How many? How many? Ooh, don't you like that? And to cure diseases. Now, if you, if you look at Matthew's account, it says every disease. The same idea. How many spirits? All of them. How many sicknesses and diseases? All of them. Every one of them. Whew. And sent them to preach. Authorized to preach and to heal. And sometimes people say, well, you know, he sent them to heal the sick. And he sent us to do the same thing? Yeah. So you can heal the sick. Mm, yes and no. I'm not the healer. Right? And so if somebody says to me after I minister to them, thank you, you healed me, I'm going to say, no, you said it wrong. Right? And if some unbeliever asks me, so you think you can heal somebody? No, not in the sense you're talking about. But how then do you do it? I've been authorized. Oh, come on, can you see? I've been authorized to command that cancer to die. I've been authorized. And empowered by the Holy Spirit to speak. So it was the authority in the name of Jesus that did it. It was the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit that did it. Right? Not, not Keith after the flesh. Not couldn't heal anybody after the flesh. It was the authority of the name and the anointing of the Spirit. But somebody has got to act on it. Can you see that? In order for there to be a manifestation of these things, somebody has got to act on it. You know, what if I was king of America? 
<laughs> so is it president? No, king. <laughs> this is a what if. And, and you were part of my cabinet. And let's say I took a trip to Australia, but I'm king of America. And I see something that's going on and I don't like it. And I can change it because I'm not president. I'm king. <laughs> I got all authority and power. I'm the king. But I'm not here. And so I call you to, to my, I call you on the phone and I say, look, there's something going on over there in uh, uh, Texas or in California or where, and I want that stopped. And I'm authorizing you. Go over there and stop that in my name. And you said, oh, I'm not the king. You're the king. <laughs> I, I said, I know I'm the king. That's what I'm telling you. Go over there and take care of that. You said, oh, I'm not the king. And I said, give the phone to this other person. Yeah. <laughs> so they give the person, the, and, and, and I said, uh, you know, maybe this is a lady. I said, uh, Brenda, yeah, Brenda, it's King Keith. Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. Go over there and put a stop to this in my name, and I'm backing you. And they said, oh, oh, King Keith, I'm not the king. You're the king. I don't have any. I said, give the phone to John. <laughs> huh? And what if I went through my whole staff and everybody said, ooh, ooh, you're the king. I don't have, I'm not the king. I said, I know I'm not the king, but I'm authorizing you to go. I'm delegating authority. What if I couldn't get anybody to act on my instructions or behalf? Even though I'm the king and I have all authority and power, I can't accomplish what I want because none of my staff will do what I'm telling them to do. Jesus is the head. Amen. We are the body. Amen. Oh, come on, say, we are the body. We are the body. And unless somebody in the body acts on the authority delegated from the head, there won't be these works of Jesus like we see here. But as surely as somebody will, how many think somebody ought to say, and I said, listen, King Keith, yeah, uh, go take care of it. Sir, yes, sir, I'm authorized to take it. You are authorized. I'm gone. Amen. Huh? And they show up and go, well, you're not the king. I know, but the king sent me. Yes. And I come in the name of the king. Yes. Can, come on, can you see this? Yes. I saw uh, years ago a, a video, an old movie of a healing evangelist that was ministering to a child. And I thought he said it so well. He, the child was in terrible shape physically. And in front of the whole crowd, he said, how many think if the Lord Jesus were here? And they brought this child to the Lord Jesus and said, please, Lord minister, would the Lord Jesus minister to this child and heal the child and deliver the child? And the whole crowd said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, well, Jesus is not here in the flesh, but he sent me. <laughs> he authorized me. To act on his behalf and in his name. And he anointed me with his own spirit to do this. And so he turned and said, in the name of Jesus. And he spoke to that thing. And that child was healed right there. Oh, glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. If somebody would just be bold enough to act in this delegated authority. And some are. And I believe more will be too. How about faith class? Are we going to be some of those that will dare to be bold to act? Not because of who we are, but because of who the head is and who we are connected to him. Somebody say, I have been authorized. I have been empowered in the name of Jesus 
and by the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we see back in, in Luke uh, uh, 4 again, back up to that, we see that he rebuked that fever. And what happened? He rebuked the fever and it left her. Oh, glory to God. Somebody say it left her. He rebuked the fever and it left her. Now notice what happened next. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. Here we see the highest and best use of healing and the sure way to keep your healing. Now notice she didn't, uh, you know, she's, she's delivered and healed. She didn't look to other people to pet her because she's been sick. Huh? She didn't wait for people to wait on her because, you know, just a couple of minutes ago, she was delirious in the bed, you know, so somebody ought to tell. No, she pops up. She feels good. She's healed. She's delivered. How many know the Bible says, for his pleasure, we are created. Amen. Is that right? Why do we draw breath? Why do we exist? We are created for his pleasure. Amen. We should be seeking his purposes and his kingdom with every breath. And when we got strength and when we're healed and we got money and we got freedom and we got ability, what's it for? We should be about the master's business. Right? We should be about the father's business. Now, we, we don't know uh, that, that Peter's mother-in-law has any education or has any money or we, we'd be adding to the scriptures to say any of that. But what she has right here, right now, is some physical strength. Right? She's got her health back. And an opportunity... She ministered to them. That could be translated, she served them. How did she do it? Well, she's a mama and she's at the house. And the kitchen is right there. <laughs> Come on in here with me. I'm, I, what do you think? What happened? She said, you boys hungry? Are y'all hungry? We got Peter and James and John and Andrew, big fishermen. You know these boys can eat. So... <laughs> Y'all hungry? And Jesus just been working all day? Yeah, she did what she could right now with what she had. See, so many people are looking for something else, something big, something spectacular, waiting on somebody to notice them. And the problem is, if you just pull back into yourself and, oh, I've been sick and it's been so hard and, and nobody's really uh, acknowledging what I've been through and everything, you wind up being empty. And there's a danger because the enemy, the scripture says, Jesus said when the enemy's gone, he tries to come back. And if he comes back and finds it empty, he can oftentimes come back and it be worse than it was in the beginning. That's why I say this is not only the highest and best use of a healing, it's also a sure way to keep your healing because if you're fully occupied 
being about the master's business, then there's no emptiness. There's no room for the enemy to come back. What do you mean emptiness? This feeling sorry for yourself, this being idle, this doing nothing, this waiting for people to notice you and wait on you and do for you. It's how you lose your healing. It's how you wind up even in worse shape. But here, why is this recorded? Because she responded perfectly. When God's done something great for you, what do you do? You get up, you get your britches on, you get busy. Come on, is that right? You go, what can I do to help you? Right? Why? The Lord has healed me. I'm not dead. I got years, days or years left. I got to get busy about the master's business. What can I do? Is she helping the ministry? Well, you got to eat. Right? She's, she's doing what she can with what she has right now. Don't you like that? Immediately, that thing left her, that fever got, got away from her. And uh, Im- immediately, she got up just as quick as she was able. I want you to say just as quickly. Just as soon as she was able. Man, you got to watch about petting this flesh. Oh, you got, everybody's flesh is the same. You pet it a little bit, you know what it'll want? More petting. Is that right? And if you're dumb enough to pet it more, you know what it'll want? Even more pet. Oh, somebody pay attention to me. Oh, somebody pet me. Somebody help. Don't do it. Don't do it. Get yourself by the ear. Do you have any strength today? Maybe your strength's not perfect, but do you have some? Huh? Maybe you don't have all the money in the world, but you got a little. You got something. Maybe you don't have all the opportunity. She had something. She did something right now with what she had. Right here. Immediately ministered to them. This is what will fulfill you and make you happy beyond any other thing when you have that sense of being useful. Right? When you realize, you know, uh, Jesus is preaching tonight on my cornbread. Is that right? On my casserole. Is that right? Jesus is ministering to the sick on my casserole. (laughs) Is that a small thing? That's not a small thing. Or maybe she helped get their clothes ready. Or whatever the case, maybe they washed a load of clothes. Who knows? She ministered to them. She, somebody say ministered to them. Jesus said, I'm not come to be ministered to, but to minister and give my life a ransom. Uh, he, 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 you know, right before he went to the cross, he pulled off his outer clothes, got a wash basin full of water. And wash their feet. You remember that? Wash their feet like a servant did. And and they were shocked by it. So much so that Peter said, no, no way, no way. No way are you going to wash my feet, Lord. And he said, well, if I don't wash you, you don't have any part with me. He said, okay, give me a bath then. My feet, my hands. Uh, And when the Lord finished, he said, "Uh, you call me Lord and Master. And you say, right, because I am. And if I... Your Lord and Master have washed your feet. That's what you should do for one another. What's he talking about? Not acting like people need to serve you and pay attention to you. And you're the big shot. Always looking around to see what can I do for you? 
How can I help? What I'm still talking about, this is the highest and best use of a healing. It's the highest and best use of a deliverance. God delivered you for what? Just to fade back into selfishness and wind up worse than you were? Because it's happened many times. Know what? Get busy about the Lord's business, right? Get busy. Well, I, I don't have much. What did she have? Who is she? We, we hardly know anything about her, but she took what she had, where she was right now, and used it to minister to them, and they received it. I don't care who you are, there's something you can do. I remember some years ago, a, a lady sending a testimony, it blessed me so much. She was homebound. She had some physical issues. She said she wanted to give, but she didn't have anything. She said, Lord, what can I do? What can I do? She realized she had these publications and magazines that had coupons in them. She thought, well, that's worth something if it's used in the right place. She spent her time clipping the coupons and making folders for the families in the church. And then she'd pass them out. She's saving this one $10, saving this one $15, saving this one $20. She had seed to sow. She, isn't that a good example of instead of doing nothing and thinking you can do nothing, she got time, got the opportunity, got coupons. If there's a heart, there, you'll find something to do. If, there, if there's a will, they say there's a way. If there is a desire, the Lord will show you. And there's something you can put your hand to right now. Somebody say right now, right, right now. now. Say it out loud. Lord, show me, Lord, show me what, I do what I can do to minister to others minister and for others right now. Right now. I'm, willing. I'm willing. And this is how I use my healing, my deliverance, my life. I am saved to serve. I've been freely given to, so I freely give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Praise God. Saved to serve. And our time's up again. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. We're strong in faith giving glory to God. So glad to be with you again this week. We'll see you next time right here in Faith School. I've really enjoyed being with you again this week here in Faith School. And uh, man, we're stirred up about having authority and being able to do something about situations instead of just passively waiting. One thing we saw at the end here was uh, Peter's mother-in-law, when she was healed, uh, she acted immediately with what she had to minister to others. And uh, when, uh, you know, there was a great need in the multitude, Jesus told them, go see what you have. And they took the little loaves and fish and that multiplied into meeting the need. So whatever you have right now, you don't have to send it here, but whether it's sowing it to a neighbor or some other ministry or whatever, don't wait until you got something big. Act on something you have right now. Release your faith, and it might not be enough to meet the need, but it's a seed that God can multiply to meet the need. Let me pray over it with you right now. Father, we take what we have right now, and we sow it gladly, multiply it 
to meet all the needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Expect that to happen once you act on it. And uh, be sure and come back and join us again. We've got a lot more to see on this Faith for Healing. We'll see you next time right here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.